It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now. Red Rooster. New spicy wings. Feel the peppery tingle. Limited time, so get in fast. The Rooster's calling. It's Saturday lunchtime. Which means it's crunch time on SEN. Yes, it is. It's crunch time. Thanks to a delicious, crunchy, new fried chicken by Red Rooster. Available at selected restaurants. The Rooster's calling and the all-new seven-seat Isuzu MUX. We welcome our listeners across the SEN network, including 10.53am SEN Track Brisbane and 16.20am SEN The Gold Coast, as well as our listeners on the SEN app and the SEN podcast, of course, uh, SEN 1170. And download the SEN app and listen to Crunch Time anytime, anywhere. We welcome our, our regular cohorts, I'd like to say that. Our man, Brendan Cow. Good afternoon. G'day, Joel. How you going, mate? Mate, I'm very, very good. And I've got a little inside running here that uh, we've got an Anthony Griffin and Peace at its absolute best coming up today. Yeah, we've got a pretty intimate uh, look at Griff later on. He's making a plea. He's making mm. a play. Uh, rugby league fans <laughs> might know what we're on about because yeah. this is the season of nego- this is the season of negotiation yeah. right yeah. now, isn't it? Have you got any calls, Finchie? You've only just hit. Good 40, afternoon, you know? Finchie. How you going, guys? How are you? We're a little slow out of the box this morning. Oh yeah, BC. Yeah, yeah. I just want to. I just want to put a warning out to the listeners. Mm. Uh, Brett Finch has just had a Red Bull. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so in about, I think it's seventeen to twenty minutes. Yeah. How long do they take? The... Generally between seventeen to twenty. Seventeen minutes. to twenty. Well, if, you minutes. The if, you, if you drink it quicker, then... <laughs> um, I've just got one out of the fridge because yes. I want to be on your level. Level, yeah. yeah. Uh, whatever level that may be um, is, you know, up to modern science, really. But I'm just having one because I want to go with you on yes, this. Yes, that's what support. I think they say half now, half later, don't they? Was that is that what they usually well, say? Let's just have it all now. Let's yeah. have it all now. <laughs> can, can I? Um, uh, for our listeners, now, Finchie tried to give this justice and did a very good job of it, but it can't get any better than coming from your voice, your mouth, all those sorts of things, where we sent videos covertly to Ellie, his beautiful wife, yeah. to celebrate his birthday, which you can't, you know, obviously it's a different year and COVID and all those sorts of things. And a milestone birthday, 40, and you should have seen our listeners yesterday. They just absolutely yeah, flooded in for the great man, Finchie. But what was your um, what was your video along the lines of? To the great men. Oh, my it video. was superb, mate. It well, was fantastic. Yeah, I, I thought, oh, Brett, Brett Finch just slid into the DMs here. And then I got really confused because it was his wife. And I thought, <laughs> you know, how am I going to get out of this? You know, <laughs> this is this is this has gone wrong in the past, yeah. you know. Um, but, yeah, I, I thought, because I've only met Finchie, I think we've met over the years, but I've only got yeah. to know you recently through SEN, uh, Sports Entertainment Nonsense. <laughs> so I thought, I'm not going to have hilarious tales from yeah. the Kangaroo Tour and no. I, or when we're in Melbourne or whatever. So I thought, I better just look up Brett Finch. And so I put Finch, Finch in and um, came up with a lot of, um, you know, details about the bird itself. And funnily enough, there's a lot of similarity right. <laughs> between <laughs> the creature and the man himself. Mm. So I thought I'd just read some of those out and... And, uh, yeah, they're both very playful birds, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> it must have been overwhelming for you. Oh, though. it was very funny. And comparing it to the parrot, it, yeah. you know, just when you don't expect something and <laughs> the delivery was just too good. Too good. Yeah. Uh, Brooksy, good afternoon to you. Good afternoon, gents. Good to see the A-team back, back together. again. Yeah, well, I, you know, you. Si- since the Olympics, I feel like I've been in quarantine with the athletes. Mm. You know what I mean? It's been a couple of weeks, but... Fantastic to be back. Missed you guys. And what about our man, right? At the uh, at the eastern end of the table here, 
we, we come in this morning. He's asleep underneath the desk. He, he squeezed in two hours after, you know, getting two hours off. We kicked him. He woke up, jumped up, and he's back on the panel. Hello, Amen. I've got bruised ribs now too, but yeah. uh, no, it's good to be in here. As I say, love coming into work on Saturdays. Favourite day of the week. He's a manly man too, by the way. So he's... Um, he's up and about. Yeah. I'll tell you who else is up and about. Uh, I think there was going to be an announcement tomorrow, but it looks as though... It's hit the airwaves, Brooksy, that you're saying Fox yeah, had Fox reported. Sports, yeah. So got a little FaceTime this morning, and I've been sitting on this for a while, which is fantastic. But my best mate, Stephen Price, coaching Warrington, yes. he is going to – he's coming back to the Sharks where he was the assistant coach. Yeah. Uh, so he's going to be the assistant coach to Craig Fitzgibbon. So there yeah. you go. So what, that's, year, what year was he the assistant coach Exactly last? right. 2016. That's exactly right. was the right. greatest year in the history yeah, of he, sport. Yeah. He broke a drought with the Dragons. He was the assistant to Wayne at 210. Uh, and also 2016. And you know what next year is? 2010 plus 6 equals 2016 plus 6 equals what? I'm getting on it right now. There you go. Year of the Shark. There you go. Get another Red Bull. Get another one out of the fridge. <laughs> There's a theory about Steve Price. Oh, this is probably something yeah. that I'm just passing on that's not even true. But, you know, that's what radio's for. Yeah. Um, and, <laughs> uh, you know, I'm an actor at the end of the day. So, you know, Um is in the 2016 grand final, you know, with there's about 30 seconds to go. Yeah. Half the, the Cronulla Sharks team, you know, Melbourne Storm are coming up to try and score. Yeah. And it was bringing back horror memories of, you know, of Billy Slater doing the exact same thing yeah. to us so many times with a minute to go and, and Sharks dream shattered. And they, they shift the ball. They go to shift the ball left. Yeah. And they don't. They go the other way. Is this involving a blue shirt? And it involves a blue shirt. Yeah. Can you can you elaborate on this and who well, who was wearing the blue shirt? Okay, well well this is how the uh, the tale goes, right? So yeah. and and can't confirm or deny, but, no. he, but he's very very hearsay. He's very so he was a very good rugby league player, Steve. He was a five yeah. eight, and hearsay is this, right? I think it's a coincidence. So there's a big overlap, right? Yeah. The Melbourne yeah. Storm, if they go left, they're going to win the grand final, yeah. right? But the shark, he's wearing the blue jumpers. Steve may or may not have realised that they're very short on he that side. Up, what, he jump on the end of the a, line? And may have been outside <laughs> that winger. And peripheral visions, you look up and <laughs> no, no overlap there. Go back to the right-hand side. Yeah. And, and then eventually Ricky Latelli. Ricky Latelli, ball and all yeah. tackle. Yes. Cronulla Sharks win the grand final. And then, Nick Ennis uh, is running around going, Fafoida! 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 Andrew Fafoida! Fafoida! I orgasmed yeah. and the rest is history. Yeah. I'll tell you what, I, I, this guy here, he was part of the Zoom last night. So what we did last night, Brendan, yeah. in fact, I wish you had been part of this. We might get you on next Friday just to uh, have a bit of a celebrity appearance on yeah. the Zoom so we had a Zoom last night while we're calling the game and all of our loyal listeners are there from Cooey Corner. And Damo from the Riff, he was very solid, yeah. wasn't he? Well, yeah, he's, He was there from start to finish. He said, morning, Damo. boys. I'm on my third Red Bull already. Giddy up. Damo from the Riff, who will be very, very happy, of course, because he was sporting the Panthers. logo of the Panthers. Yeah. Well, he was up against the Reptile. Yeah. Mad South man. We haven't heard from the Reptile. Um, so 0457 736 736, by the way, is the way to have your say. You can also call us one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. What's been happening uh, in the last week or so, BC? I haven't seen you. Oh, mate, yeah, last couple of weeks, I've um, I've spent a lot of time in, yes, um, mm. just indoors, yep. uh, which has been great. I'm down there in Bronte, so I see the great Andrew Johns down there this morning swimming with his daughter. Yeah, um, but yeah, I, I'm just writing. I got the novel coming out in four weeks. Four weeks. So just starting the publicity on that and yep. um. 
you know, it looks like I'm going to hang around. I've got a bit of an acting job later on in the year and writing a couple of TV shows. So, so how hard is that right now? Or is that similar to the radio? You can march on a little bit with the acting? Yeah, the, we're shooting a little bit. I think because New South Wales was going to become, you know, kind of Universal Studios for a yeah. while there. Everything was moving here. Yeah. Uh, but now everything's moving out. <laughs> 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 and, and all those all those movies. Universally gone. Yeah, yeah universally absent. Yeah. Um, and the fickle nature of the fair weather friends of Hollywood have bailed out the back Why door. Why were they coming to New South Wales in the first place? Because we'd won COVID, yeah. hadn't we? We won it. Yeah. We won the COVID grand final. Yeah, we were. We were free, and so they thought, let's just do every movie here. All the movie stars were like, I'll bring the family. We'll set up. Do you know, I've always loved Australia. Yeah. I'm never. I'm going to do every single movie here. Oh, hang on. The virus is, we're out. Yeah. You know what I mean? So <laughs> yeah. now it's... That's kind of over, but um, I feel like wherever you go all around the world, you know, it's just a different type of nightmare. Yeah. We've got a nightmare here, but, you know, it's just one variety. Mm. Nowhere's doing well. I've got some late mail, by the way. I heard this this morning on our walk. So, Chris Hemsworth, where would home... Is he in Byron or something now? He, he built a massive, like, Westfield yeah. in Byron Bay. Okay. Just to vibe in with the community. Yes. You know, just to be a part <laughs> of it. Yeah. Just to seamlessly flow in. <laughs> yeah, no one will yeah. notice where Chris no, lives. No, no, no. one will notice my house with a bowling alley. <laughs> yes. And 47... Basically, the queen-sized house. You okay. know, just kind of moved in. So, he's up there. In, he's killing it with that uh, fitness app. Okay. That's what exploded because in COVID... And you get access to him... And trainers, and I don't know. Because he'd need, he'd need that money, wouldn't he? For yeah, because <laughs> he's probably doing, he's probably short. Yeah, yeah, the, he'd be short. Yeah, Marvel probably no, made no money from Marvel. Well, or, you know what? You don't get paid a lot from those big movies unless they, you know, you get a chunk mm. of the back end, and then you get paid every mm. time you go to the toilet, really. Yeah, but um, yeah, he, I lose he, money every time. Do you? <laughs> That's a different – have another Red Bull. Uh, um, but no, he, he's up there, and, you know, that's why they moved, like, Thor to the Gold Coast. Yeah. He's like, I want to bring my dog to set. Yeah. So he's just got the life. It's weird. Every time you see Hemsworth, like, the next film, you go, oh, he can't get any bigger. Then you turn around yeah. next time, he's got muscles on top oh, of the yeah. last muscles. Yeah. Like, the dude – like, I don't know what can happen next. Yeah. How old you would he be, Chris? Like, when, when's the top of being big? Yeah. yeah, like where where's the roof on that? I know. I think he's only his thirties, isn't he? Well, what it, so so this article came out in the Daily Telegraph. This was in mid June. Insane Sutherland Shire mansion with bowling alley and twenty three bathrooms because you need twenty three bathrooms mm. to shatter records. One of the most significant homes ever built in Sydney in Australia is set to come to market next week. The palatial trophy home at Burrineer in the Sutherland Shire is simply epic with almost four thousand square meters of internal space across six floors, and it goes on. Being marketed as Australia's finest house, the property is owned by entrepreneur Steve Shelley, Steve Shelley who yeah. purchased four adjoining homes and spent a reported $30 million over four years to build the masterpiece. And I can show you guys, you can Google the article. It's got the infinity pools and everything. All that, the bowling alley. Lily, Lily Pilly, isn't it? Uh, uh, yes, pro probably, yeah, yes. So yeah. I'll show you the photos, etc. anyway. But my mail is this. Chris Hemsworth bought it. Is he? That's my mail, that he has bought it and he's moving down to the Shire. Do you know why? Nico Hines had come to Cronulla. Yeah. <laughs> Massive Sharks fan. Him and Pricey uh, were a package deal. Yeah, Nico he Hines, he, Dale Finucane. Forget Russell. He wants to be on the sideline of Sharp Park with Brennan Cowell. Yes. That's what that's what he's angling yes. for, isn't it? That's How many massive. games did you get? So no COVID. How yeah. many games did you get to a, a year? Oh, if I was in Australia, yeah. I mean, I've been in London the last five years, but um, well, I'd go to all of them. Yeah. Yeah, I'd go to all the home games. I mean, all, all my mates are there on the hill yeah. and my uncle's there. So I either go and hang with my cousins and my uncle. Used to take my nan. 
Um, or I'd go and stand there with like my year 10 class yeah, and they're all exactly the same position <laughs> and they, and they don't like, if I haven't seen them for four years, they don't say, yeah, Brendo, what's changed. been going on? Nah. I just go, beer, beer, and you know, you stand next to them and start talking about the game and nothing's changed. It's mm. one of the great magical things on yeah. earth that, and the banter on that hill, it gets, it gets less classy. Yeah. Um, especially if you're losing in the mm. second half, but it's pretty strong banter mm. on the, on the hill. Um, yeah, so I, I miss that a lot. I was taking my nephew to um, Cogra this year, and that, that was really Stop. fun. Yeah. Really? You like yeah, going yeah. to Cogra? Yeah, it was good. it's good to take your nephew, get a part, you know, you're closer to Sydney and everything. Um, and they had a couple of games in a row a few times. Um, so you could stand there and watch Canberra and Titans afterwards yeah. and stuff like that. Double headers. Um, yeah, nothing like Shark Park. What's the Shark Park going to look like once it's done? Are they going to keep some significance of what the past stadium used to look like or is it going to be a massive grandstand across that I think side? they're going to have the, there's the Brennan Cowell Western Stand <laughs> <laughs> um, because like Russell I you know I approached them to buy the club and I said do you do contactless afterpay mm. installments over 70 years <laughs> so we're and they're desperate so yeah, we're, nego- we're in negotiation at the moment on all that yeah it's exciting Exciting stuff. Yeah. Uh, by the way, plenty of text messages come through. Hey, champions, like uh, to say a big thank you for last night's Zoom. It was a great night. The Reptile. Crunch Time's A-team getting us through the AstraZeneca side effects on a Saturday. Happy belated 40th birthday, Finchy. Cheers, Will Latch. Uh, thank well you, done, brother. Uh, Will. Uh, thanks for the Zoom last night, boys. It was good fun. I think I listened to you boys more than my, my missus, Josh, from Newcastle. That's the whole point of it. Yeah. <laughs> that uh, is the whole. But how about that gang? You could see they were out in the garage or out the back. The missus yeah. just said, get that out of here. Do you like? Do you comment on the game? Because you're not are we calling call, the, No, we are calling the game. No, but you call the one before it, don't you? Oh, right. So yes. no, the, the, the Zoom started early, right? Ah, right. And uh, Damo from the Riff, he, he was up and back to his beer fridge like I've never seen no yeah. records being broken like that really? before. Yeah. So the fact that he's so punctual today for crunch time surprises me. However, um, so to answer your question, so we called the first game. We kicked off the Zoom at about 6 o'clock when it was kickoff. The team all – what was beautiful about it, Brendo, was that we were calling the game and all these people in lockdown who were lacking the companionship at this time during COVID – they're all just striking up conversations themselves, mm-hmm. and to the point where if we had, because um, we would have to turn on mute when we were. Yeah, we had to go. Yeah, yeah well, we had to. Yeah, yeah but yeah, yeah. but but uh, they're listening to the game. They're commenting to each other, having a beer or a scotch, whatever the case may be, a soft drink, and it was just a good way to have a bit of connection. That's unreal. That's what it's all about today. Is people want interaction. Yeah. People want an experience, and especially in the in the COVID times, being able to get that actual special extra experience that you guys are offering, yeah. priceless. Yeah. I mean, you guys are replacing. Do you know what you're replacing? <laughs> Only fans. Yes. That's what you guys are replacing single-handedly <laughs> yes. here. Yes. Um, at Cooey Corner. <laughs> so speaking about Cooey Corner, so Hillary, right? So yes, the lovely Hillary from, from Hillstorm. Melbourne. Yeah, Hillstorm. So Hillstorm, Hillstorm uh, we, we was calling it Cupid Corner. You know, like a chance to meet people, right? Oh yeah. But then, so you could see That's what beautiful. Hillary did. Hillary went into the Zoom or onto the Zoom. And she had a quick look around at our Star Wars characters, which is including us. You know, when you go to a, a bar for Star Wars, have you got the music there, amen? You know, when you charge into that uh, bar and it's quite a eclectic, eclectic gang, right? Well, Hillary sort of turned up a few times, had a bit of look around, went, nah, I'm nah. out. And then she'd check in a bit later, nah, I'm out. And uh, that went on and on and on. But it was great to have Hillary's company, uh, wasn't it? But the best part of it was when we were in the ad break, we were able to just chat normally with... yeah. 
all the uh, participants and uh, yeah, this is the, the type of music you hear. Yeah, yeah. The saloon. Star Wars saloon. And what, she just has one look around, scans it. Yeah, it's went, no, is there anything in here for me? No, nah, no. Unsubscribe. Bye, bye. Back in an hour. Check in an hour, bang, yeah. unsubscribe. Yeah. So, you know, that's why we're a radio forum, yeah. you know, but uh, what, what a great gang it was. It was. It was fantastic. They were, uh, they were sitting back drinking their beers and Keith Urban's and had a few Swiss watches, didn't they? The reptile had a few cigars. Crank it up, man. Take us to the break with the Star Wars Saloon, which is Cooey Corner. We're going to take a break and back with plenty more right here on Crunch Time. Thanks to Isuzu and Red Rooster. Yes, uh, you are the biggest part of our show, so you can have your say, one 1170 or Texas, 0457-736-736. We're about to do the crunch, thanks to Red Rooster, new spicy wings. Feel the peppery tingle, limited time, so get in fast, the rooster's calling. Uh, before we do that, I, just, I was reminded in the break about Eric Groth Jr. Um, uh, he came up with a very, very good observation during the week, and, and I've gone back to look at this in more detail. Uh, police. Sting would head up the police. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right? Lead singer. Uh, every breath you take. And, nice. he, and he said, how come in song you can get away with things that you can't ordinarily get away with? Yeah. So, for example, he gave us the example of every breath you take, mm. right? So here's the lyrics for that. Every breath you take, every move you make. So imagine saying this to somebody mm. in person, not in song, in person. Mm. Every breath you take, every move you make, every bond you break, every step you take, I'll be watching you. Every single day, every word you say, every game you play, every night you stay, I'll be watching you. How would that go down if you said that direct to someone? I reckon if you were going out to play State of Origin and you went up to your opposite number, yeah. you said, every breath you take, <laughs> I'll be watching you. Yeah. C-bomb. You know, C-bomb. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but do you know what's ironic about that yeah. um, slightly creepy offering of love yeah. is that years later, Sting wrote a song saying, if you love somebody, set them free. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so you got to like, clearly he's had a journey. Hypocrite. He's a hypocrite. Yeah. Every movie you make, I'll be watching you. If you love somebody, set them free. <laughs> and which one is it, Sting? <laughs> yes. Are we stand... watching them or are we letting them be themselves? Yes. What are we doing? Don't stand so close don't to me. Don't stand so close <laughs> yeah, to me. Well, right. you set the precedent. That was the limbo song, yeah. wasn't it? He's like, I'm not even how, sure now. How many AVAs you reckon <laughs> if you said so close yeah. to me? <laughs> don't stand so close to me. And this is the bloke that has 14-hour sex. Yeah. So maybe that was in that period. Because I think with the Karma Sutra, hours. you don't necessarily... Is that like in a lifetime or...? No, the Karma Sutra. <laughs> For, now you're in your 40s. Yeah. This is the kind of stuff you've got to be looking for um, to keep things interesting. It's um, Karma Sutra, you, t you choose a position yeah. and you just do that one... 14 hours. Right. You just hold it. Just yeah, hold I'm, hold I'm the tension. Holy, holy, holy. That's right. For a day. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. It's time consuming. Yes. But if you love somebody, set them free. Yeah. Yeah. So what what did you do on the birthday uh, evening um, the other night? Did you have a couple of drinks or were you well behaved? Well, was, we we had drive. We were in drive and then we did the called the game and we got off. What time we get? What time did you drop me off, Sugar? About nine, quarter past nine, nine thirty. And yeah. I've gone in, I thought, I watched the end of the, the Penrith South game. So I've sat on the couch, and the missus is usually tucked the little girl in the bed. She's in bed anyway. She's coming down the couch. She's next, <laughs> so she's drinking a cup of tea. And I'm trying to watch the footy. She keeps talking to me. She's very up and about. 
And I'm not really answering the questions properly, and they're just giving it one-word answers, mm. trying to make yeah. not be rude that happened watching the footy. And she yeah. kept, kept talking, kept talking. Look, I said, have you been drinking? Yeah. I got a bottle of tequila sent to me. She'd opened the uh, bottle. Really? And she'd had she'd been on tequila without asking you. But it's my birthday. But then she hid it. She tried to hide it in the mug. Oh yeah, we've all been there. Hide it in the mug. So uh, I ended up having a few tequilas. Oh, yeah. did you? How many did you have? A couple. Did you? Yeah. Did you shake it up into a margarita with the lime juice and the no, no, or no, just Vinci just... style? Yeah, just get straight. straight to it. Yeah. Do you know, I, I can't drink tequila anymore. Mm. If I smell it, I'll inst- instantly gag because mm. when I went backpacking in 1999, <laughs> I was staying in Barcelona at the Kabul, shout out mm. to the Kabul yeah. backpackers, on the main drag there. In, and um, they had a thing called the 40 Club. Yeah. And you go to 10 bars and you've got to have 40 shots of tequila. Oh. And then you make it onto the plaque. Yes. And they'd been doing it for 16 years or something. It was like 11 people on the plaque. What? And I'd been backpacking for four months. Oh, match fit. So I was like, if it's ever going to fuck, if it's ever going <laughs> to if it's, if it's ever, if it's ever going to happen, yeah. it's going to happen tonight. Yes. Because I can take on anything. Yes. You know, I've been through Amsterdam. Yeah. I've been through London, Scotland. Yeah. Like, what do you got? Yeah. Like, yeah you ready? So you've got, you've got like, number 12 written all oh, over Oh, mate. I was like, sign me up. Yeah. But, um, so I, I, and... I, so I timed it out and I went 10 bars, four shots a bar. Yeah. You're in a bar for an hour. Um, so it was 15 minutes. It's 50, every 15 minutes a shot. Mm-hmm. If you yep. break that down, that's pretty easy numbers, isn't it? Yeah. You can even sip. You can even do the shot in thirds. One. It third sounds shot. easy. It sounds easy. Yeah. So I, I kicked off and I always have a little bit of a beer on the side. Anyway. A beer chaser. Yeah, just a beer chaser to keep me going. My mate who was with me, um, also an actor, he, he'd, he'd found, you know, a bit of love in Spain mm. halfway through Chris the Hemsworth? night. No. Hemsworth. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. Russell Crowe, Hemsworth, yeah, all yeah. of them were there. Yeah. And he's ducked off with the sangrias and the bird. Mm. I've lost him. Yeah. And there's me me and a really big, tall Canadian guy. <laughs> and there was this, How far into the it, challenge it, are There's a beautiful <laughs> Barcelona girl. Yeah, and he's, yeah, yeah. Uh, BC just went, hey, <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> don't, don't interrupt me. I've got bigger fish to fry yeah. here. I'm getting on that wall. I thought we were on this Getting on that wall. <laughs> Hi, on the plaque. I, I miss Barcelona. You got <laughs> yeah. time? No, I haven't. No, because no, we're going to Paris next, and I thought yeah. we'll chill things out with the pastries and the nice walks mm. in Paris. Like we'll peak here. Yeah, and um, you know what I mean. And then bring it home. Anyway, I, I was probably on about sixteen, seventeen over four or five bars. Gorgeous Canadian artist girl mm. next to me. I was being hilarious. We go into this in this bar, and the guy says, "If you put a tequila shot in between all of your fingers." Like mm. this, and you go bang, bang, bang with your hand backwards with one hand, bang, 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 bang. You get double points. Oh! So I was going to go from seventeen to twenty-five <laughs> oh. with three bars to go, and I was feeling alright. I was like, okay, I'm going to go seventeen to twenty-five. <laughs> They'll have three bars to only do five shots. The Canadian girl, Rochelle Rachel, is next to me thinking I am. Rochelle Rachel. I'm going to win, get on the park. Rachel and I are going to have a a little Barcelona evening. (laughs) You know what I mean? Win, win, win. Her dangerous lures of the night. Uh. You know what I mean? Anyway, so I go bang, 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 bang. Next thing I remember, everything coming up. The barman had a cowboy hat on and a singlet. I threw up (laughs) on his arms, on the barman's arms, and I fell backwards. And I woke up down at the yacht club, and there was a a, a lady from Brisbane saying, "I think it's, <laughs> I think it's love," and uh, and that that's why I can't do tequila. Oh. But I'm glad you had a great birthday. <laughs> <laughs> there was what outcome did you think? Did you honestly think 
I've got I just covered. thought, you know, uh, I was 23. Yeah, I was 22, right. 23. I was at the end of the thing. And, you know, it, it was a challenge. It was an ego challenge. Yeah. At the mm. time, my ego was just like, I've got, I'm getting mm. on that plaque. And now I, I just had to stand back the next morning and just it, it, applaud the plaque because mm. it's like you really. But I, I feel like if I didn't get lured by the, the yeah, finger the double, double points. challenge, yeah. the double points I might have yeah. been home. But this place, the Kabul, it's just a warehouse. Mm. Um, the, the common rooms, a 24 hour warehouse with vending machines of Heineken and yeah. stuff like that. And so it's just this, and you're in a room with 26 dudes. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's just decrepit. But <laughs> great time. So, so you now understand why the there's only 11. The ocean's 11 up there on that uh, plaque. Yeah, and and hats off to them. And I hope I meet them all throughout my life because mm. they are, you know, what what. Did, did you ever bump the bartender again, the cowboy hat? Oh, that's, you, you know what? I should go back now mm. and say sorry, the poor mm. guy. Though I'm sure if you're bar seven or eight yeah, yeah. on the on the 40 challenge, yeah. Yeah. then, like, what do you expect? Yeah. <laughs> Have you guys ever, and, and we should uh, at this moment uh, emphasise that you need to drink responsibly, yeah. right? Yeah. So this is yeah. back in our youth when... I mean, I don't drink anymore. No. Uh, that may well be the reason. <laughs> yes. Did you guys ever in your, in your younger days uh, do the 100 club? No, the hundred. No. no, I never did. Uh, What's the hundred? You've done it, Brooksy? Hundred. Oh, hundred shots. Of 100. So, so what? It's a hundred shots of beer, right? On the minute. On the minute. Okay, so you start off, and you you have your shot of beer, and you go, oh, how easy is this? And then you get to the next shot, and away you go, right? And you think it's the easiest mm. thing that you've ever done in your life, right? But then all of a sudden, you get to about the hour mark, sixty, which is nowhere near the hundred, and you feel like that little shot glass is a schooner. Mm. And the minute, the minute clock's just going, I highly recommend you don't yeah. do that um, ever in your life. Clearly to, uh, Clearly to put your mic on. <laughs> <laughs> you probably should have your mic on, BC. Yeah. That's I, have you ever had the, um, the camera down the throat or up the buttock? No. Um, Nil by throat, up or down. You drink that liquid. Yeah. The day before. Oh, yes. That, no, yeah, that yes. makes your buttocks yeah. go like a garden hose. <laughs> yes. You know, when you yes. leave the garden hose yes. on the lawn yes. or you, that doesn't. It's just in flips the pool. around. Yeah, in the that. pool. That's, that's your anus. Yes. For uh, <laughs> a whole <laughs> afternoon. Yeah. But you drink this yellow liquid, yes. which at the first sip, you're like, this is a beautiful uh, citrusy cordial. Yes. This is gorgeous. And then about four hours later the darkness descends and you can barely get a little bit in. That's right. And then it just starts and you start pooing stuff from the 80s. <laughs> yeah, like the wasabi pee, stuff from the rave scene. Anyway. Uh, uh, plenty of text messages coming through. 0457736736, Brooks. Can I give you guys some stats? So we've been on air for 30 minutes. We've yeah. talked league for two. Yeah. Steve Price signing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Barcelona's really dominating yeah. in eight minutes. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, yeah, I'm looking forward to the next 90 minutes, boys. Okay, two and a half talking about rugby league now. <laughs> was, that uh, Cooey, was that a hint? Uh, Cooey, boys, great first Zoom last night. Never done that before. Quick look back to get a um, black Canadian club from the fridge. Then I let the new puppy inside. Hard to watch the game and listen to Chas, but we'll see you all next week. Hillstorm Maroon from Hillstorm. Gippsland, Victoria. Keep safe. Uh, hi, boys. I have... Um, a loss over, not a hangover. Oh, a loss over, uh, not a yeah. hangover. Any remedies for a South supporter? Mark from Mortdale. Uh, David from Singapore. Great drinking stories, boys. Love the show. Uh, okay, right, eh? We'll talk we a bit of football. Oh, no, let's keep going. Let's keep going. Yeah, yeah. We get the point. We get the point. Penrith, 25, defeated the Rabbitohs, 12, boys. The Rabbitohs led 12 ducking mm. uh, at halftime, and the Panthers ran home over the top of them. 25 unanswered points. Did you get to see uh, that particular game while you're celebrating your birthday? Finchie, that second half. And BC, did you catch it? 
Yeah, we were sitting in here watching, um, we are doing the Cooey Corner the yeah. last hour, and, and, and South were right on top physically, um, dominating energy-wise. And I remember thinking when it was 12-0 with maybe 10 to go, 12 to go, I thought if Penrith can get to the break at 12-0, that's a win for them. Yeah. You know, that, that is a, they'll be happy with that. That's how dominant South were. I think the difference with a Penrith or a Melbourne is, you know, when South have got that lot of momentum, possession, uh, field position, you know, the 12 points they score against Penrith, that might be 26 against another team. Yeah. You know, your Mel- your Penrith and Melbourne is going to hang in there. You know, they're going to dig their hills in and turn them away uh, and see through that and get momentum back the other other way, coming out the other side. So I thought, I thought though, if South were going to win, they had a lot going for them last night. I thought Penrith may have been still a little underdone in terms of at their best with Nathan only being back yep. a week. Uh, Fisher-Harris still out. Toto's still, still out. So I still think they're... A, a week or two away from their best, uh, and to give a twelve nil lead away and come back and and really win going the other way. Yeah. Um, South didn't score again. I think South one, I guess Achilles' heel for for South is because their plan A has worked all year. Yeah. You know, bang, 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 and, and it's so easy. Yeah. You know? And and that's not their fault because they can only play who's in front of them, and they've been they're terrific to watch. You know, against the the, the good teams, the top teams. You know, it's not going to be that easy or they might shut that down, you know, or not have as much time to do it. I think they struggle to go to a plan B. Yeah. You know, mm. they rely heavily on that left-hand side and so it should it's a, it's a magnificent edge. Um, but Penrith have got probably a bit more different points of attack. Well, if it's not working to Luai, we'll, we'll work across to Isaiah on the other side, the right-hand side. So they've got different points of attack. I think they've done really well to hang in there. Uh, and when it turned... And South put the were under the blowtorch. They didn't handle it as well as Penrith, and I think it's a huge win for for Penrith. Absolutely, that, that's four games South Sydney now have played Melbourne and Penrith this year. BC twice got smashed, mm. but that's four games. They're none from four now. They're yeah. none from four against those two top teams. Week one of the finals, they're going to play South uh, Penrith again. That that is that's their knockout game. Won't it? If no, it's, it, it'll. If they lose that, they'll oh, likely they'll be play pushed. the winner of five and eight. Yeah, it pushes, six, seven, it pushes yeah. them to the side of the Melbourne Storm. So true, that week true, one true. is a massive, massive game for them. And Look, yeah, I, I mean, last night, we've kind of forgotten about Penrith. Yeah. Like it's, you know, Penrith have, you know, for want of a Des Hasler term, flown under the radar because of the injuries. They got bashed up in origin. They had yeah. half the team out in origin, which is the curse of a great team. Yeah. They and everyone's kind of going, geez, man, they could win it. Or Melbourne will probably win Melbourne. That's right. Penrith, for the first mm. eight, ten rounds of this year, were playing some of the best football you've ever seen. Yeah. Like so fast. They just swarm on defences. You know, it's just like, how do you stop it? They're so tough in the middle. They've got so many options. And then that guy, Nathan Cleary, he only needed one game and a moustache and he's just like, <laughs> like he, what did he kick over 800 metres? Yeah. And, and it was a tactical game and he just put on an absolute show. But I feel like South's, South's great when they're winning. They're great when they have momentum. They need another gear. They need another tough guy in the middle and they need, like you said, a plan B. I think they've got to go back and go, all right, now we're playing really good teams. How do we get into the chess game? How do we go, all right, they're now doing that to shut that side down. Now we've got to come back with another play because that's not going to get them into a grand final last night. They need another mode. Uh, Tavita Pangai Jr., his first game, 10 runs for 70 metres in 26 minutes. Keon Kalal Matangi, he's looking at two weeks out for a grade one crusher tackle. 
on Brent Naden. Here's some of Wayne Bennett's press conference after the loss to the Penrith Panthers. Well, we're the number one ranked team in the competition for least penalties given, so it's not something we do. But we did tonight. It gives you a bit of confidence, though, Wayne, too, that, like you said, you're not known for giving away penalties, so it's something you can fix. It's not like something that's... Well, it's something we had fixed that we, we, we had under control, so it's not it's not really been part of our game, so we just had a bad night with it for, for whatever reason, but we did, and we have to live with that, but it's not it's not something we have to really pay a lot of attention to because we've been so good at it all season, virtually. Sort of well, we just got to go back and... Look at a few things, you know, lots of good things we did there tonight, so it's a lot better than Dubbo. Okay, so we've come that far. we just got uh, a few more things we've got to fix up a little bit. Yeah, he makes a point, I suppose, a lot better than Dubbo, so yeah. that's he's talking about when they last flogged. Yeah, and he's fantastic at... What a coach. I mean, diverting the attention in the end. They've yeah. been beaten by, what was it, 25-12 in the end. Yeah, yeah. You know, 25 nil in the second half. Two weeks out from a semis, I, I, I think he'd be really disappointed. But, um, but but he's great at just going. You know what? He won't play that up in the media. He won't hit any no panic buttons. You know he, he handles that. He's so experienced in this situation. Um, but I think he'll be disappointed, especially leading twelve nil. Eleven two, the penalty count against them. Eleven two. Mm. And, and geez, I tell you what, Twitter is getting more and more of a cesspool. Mm. People are coming out saying that oh, the you know the league's doing everything they can to make Penrith win the comp. I mean, do people honestly believe this sort of stuff? Yeah. Do people honestly believe that Abdo and they're all saying, righto, referees, get in here. We've got to do what we can to make Penrith win. Do people believe that would be the case? Honestly, where, where does this junk come from? I know. I mean, they say that about the Prime Minister and, and the Vax and all the stuff. You look at Scotty on holidays in a Hawaiian shirt, that guy aren't <laughs> any. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like... And the fact is, Abdo and, and Valandis, they're just trying to organise travel for players mm. and keeping them out of, keeping your Josh Dugans out of trouble. Mm. Yeah. Like, you know, there's no big theory. And also, if there was one, why wouldn't you want the Rabbitohs to win the comp? Mm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, why would you choose Penrith? Like, I know, I know. You, you'd want the, you'd want, well, who would you want? The Broncos and Melbourne. who would bring the most TV? <laughs> Broncos Melbourne. Is yeah. that like, Yeah, that's, that know, Broncos Melbourne, so I think, is the idea. So, if there's conspiracy yeah. theories and that, the Channel 9 winning, it's... Oh. Um, but I, I, you know, so I, I do find the bunker getting involved when it doesn't need it to um, annoying, you yeah. know. And, and I don't know the answer because I'm an actor. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I love footy. But I know that it's when, when the plays, six plays on, yeah. mm-hmm. and it's like a guy sitting there in the bunker and he's having a vape and he's like, oh, should we pull this one back? Yeah. You know, and it's yeah. like, you know, yeah. oh, this will piss off Phil Gould. What's yeah. this? <laughs> this was six plays ago. I oh, know. You know, let's rewind. Oh, look how angry he is. Yeah. You know, it's like, what are they doing? It? Why? It's it's over. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm. It is over. It's like, you know, I, I just, I want them to resolve that because it really just kind of, it not only breaks your heart as a fan, but it's like the whole momentum of watching a game of sport is thwarted. Mm when you're rewinding the show. Yeah. You know what I mean? Let's keep playing. If the ref says, oh, I'm a bit confused, get in there, Bunker. If yeah. he doesn't, stay out. That's right. That's right. Read uh, a book. Se- Seagulls, 19. <laughs> write a book. Defeated yeah. the ref. <laughs> write a book. Uh, I'd love to, you to write a book too, Vinci. Oh, Gee whiz, yeah. that'd be good. Uh, Seagulls. to be your ghostwriter. Yes. Yeah. We'll have to put different names. <laughs> I'll start off describing the Finch bird. Yes. That'll be the forward. No, no forward you, by Joel Kane. No, you need to do the audio book and, oh, yeah. a, a, and have the interviews of the people in uh, in your voice, I just uh, did my own audio book for Plum, did you? and yeah, after editing your book, which means you get to know every bloody comma, mm. 
then you go and spend six days reading it in the studio on your own. It's Did you so, find yourself changing things or are you too late? It was too late. Yeah. yeah. I found a few mistakes though. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on. That's, that was meant to be Monday, not Sunday. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Um, we have two, by the way. Uh, well, Seagulls 19 defeated the Raiders 18. Yeah. And, uh, well, Turbo late withdrawal. So that makes it a big, big win. The fact that they can get the points, push themselves towards the top four without using any of the turbo engine, that was fantastic for them. The Raiders led 12-0. Similarly to South Sydney, they came over the top of them. Charles Nickel Clockstad, a crucial error in the match in his return mm. game. Mm. Daily Cherry Evans, his kicking Perfect. game was unbelievable. Yeah. I tell you who was good, who hasn't been getting a lot of starting time, Moses Suley. Now, he was impressive, and a person who will be most impressed with that is coach Anthony Griffin of the Dragons, of course, Moses Suley being uh, connected to the Dragons for next year. Moses Suley had a call from Anthony Griffin, is my understanding. Let's have a listen. Yeah, g'day. You've reached Moses. I'll leave a message after the tone. Here's the tone. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Good on you, uh, <laughs> Moses. Uh, it's your old mate, uh, Anthony Hook Griffin here, um, head coach of the um, St. George Dragons, Red V, the famous Red V. Um, yeah, great game last night, mate. Uh, the wife and I were watching. Um, we uh, put a bit of uh, a couple of lamb chops under the grill and <laughs> sat back and just really enjoyed your work. And the wife, the wife loves a new haircut, don't you, love? Uh, yeah, we'd love to. Uh, yeah, just let you know that um, we're big fans, and you know, depending on contract contract situations, uh, with Desi, uh, you'd be very welcome in the. Uh, the forward pack here at the Red Bull. There is a space for you. And, and yeah, there's so much to offer, especially with the merger club. You've got two towns you can live in. Um, wonderful Cogra, uh, which um, has so much going for it. Love, what's it got going for it? It's close to other places, uh, like the Shire and, and Sydney. Not that you can go there, but uh, maybe one day you will be able to. Uh, Wollongong, there's a blowhole down there. Kembla Grange. Couple of six out of ten beaches. Um, the team's stacked with Queenslanders, and we all know how funny Queenslanders are. I mean, your your manly jump is pretty much maroon anyway, isn't it? <laughs> oh, that was a joke. Uh, but uh, yeah, Moses, um, if you'd like to have a coming again, as uh, a Catholic Christian joke there. Oh, was that Lazarus Love? Which was the one that rose anyway? Um, yeah, and if, if you like a barbecue, if you're prone to a barbecue, then. You can always come over to our house. Um, the wife's a lovely cook and um, we'll marinate a few things. McLaren Vale Red's out and just keep it nice and distanced. And um, yeah, yeah. Give, give, us a, give, us a, give us a call. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Yes. Oh. Wow. Do you, reckon that, do you reckon that's enough to get him over the line? Yes. Oh, of course it is. It's the six out of ten beaches. Yeah. It's the six out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> a couple of them. And there's a couple of them. Oh, what's the best part about Cogra Love? Oh, it's near other good yeah, places. Good. <laughs> Yeah, it's a, it's a great place to drive through, isn't it, when oh, you're going yes. somewhere else, Colgrove. Now, well, especially now the sizzler's gone. That was a massive draw <laughs> card. I, I loved um, uh, Moses saying that, uh, leave your message after the beep. Here's the beep. <laughs> <laughs> he can do anything, that bloke. Oh, um, yes. So what, what's the situation? St. George are hot on his tail, are they? No, he's um, done, I think, isn't he? He's, mm. he's locked and loaded. Is he, he locked and loaded? I don't think it's been made official, but they're pretty close to signing in. This well, is let's about just make it an official announcement here yeah. on Crunch Time. I'm, I'm saying it's official. It's yeah. official. Yeah. I think this is the third, maybe fourth time they've gone after Moses Sully. Yeah. So what? Playing hard to get. <laughs> yeah. He's he uh, mainly can't afford him. 
Well, he was on. Remember, Manly signed him initially from. He was at the Tigers. Yeah. He was at the Bulldogs. Well, he hasn't sort been of starting either. It's been chance. Parker and Harper it, in the centre. It would have been right, a very. Right. He's prone to a bit of hot and cold, isn't he? But yeah. hopefully that Cook can get the best out of him. Good yeah. on him. Yeah. Uh, there's a horse called Palaszczuk about to run at Brisbane here, boys. A horse called Palaszczuk about to run at Brisbane. So uh, we'll keep an eye on that one as well. Uh, topical, of course. I, I do like. <laughs> I do like. Uh, uh, the Mo for Nathan Cleary too, by the way. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy is a way to have your say. You can also text us 0457-736-736. We've just got the replay of the Panthers-South Sydney game. What do you think, South Sydney fans? Can you overcome the four losses collectively to the Panthers and the Melbourne Storm? Uh, it was uh, the Manly side getting a big, big win for the Raiders. Well, not so big. They went down, and here's what Ricky Stewart had to say. Oh, I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed for the players because, you know, we'd be in the grand final if it was down to courage and uh, effort. But unfortunately, um, it's not only that. We need a little bit more than that. And at certain periods of the play, we just didn't, we just didn't have it. But um, uh, getting to that position at half time was was a wonderful effort. And then um, <clears throat> a couple of little things just went against us. And then, you know. They're a good footy team. That's you know, they'll, they'll be in the top four, and that's why they're uh, going to be fighting for the the, the big one. Yeah, they certainly will be. Uh, crunch time, thanks to Azuzu and Red Roost to the ladder here, boys. So Manly are temporarily in the top four. They'll be cheering big time and upset for the Dragons against the Roosters to keep themselves inside the top four. As for the Canberra side, they are now outside of the top eight. So the Gold Coast sit in eighth position. The Knights at this stage are on 22. So let's forget about them. They're in seventh position, clear-cut seventh position. Uh, nobody can join them this particular weekend. As for the Gold Coast, they're eighth on 20. Canberra also 20. The winner of the Sharks and the Tigers will join them on 20. Sure. St. George Illawarra Dragons get a chance to go to 20. And uh, the Warriors, if they beat the Broncos, go to 20. So if, if the Roosters go down to the Dragons... It is a race big time. It's a blanket finish for that eighth position uh, there. So you don't have to win many games. No. To get to get <laughs> well, no, you don't. Well, you look at the Knights. They, they were sitting 11th or 12th yeah. and struggling. I think they've won three in a row. I mean, if, you come up, if you're one of those teams and you turn up to that semi-final photo shoot, You'd have to be like, sorry, guys. <laughs> you know, wouldn't you? You'd be like, let's face it. Yeah. I don't really deserve well, to be here. Well, they're gonna be, well, eights will be looking at what, losing... Two or three more than they've won? Two-thirds, well, no matter what. Yeah, 60% of your matches. Mm. I mean, it's a Stephen Bradbury of an arrival into yeah. it, isn't it? Like, I mean, no matter what, um, after this round, eighth position will have nine wins and 13 losses. Yeah. yeah. Ridiculous. The glory. Yeah. Do you know, I was just thinking about coaches. I was just thinking about coaches, gentlemen. And I was thinking, listening to Wayne Bennett, then listening to Ricky Stewart, watching Tiger Town the other day. Yeah. And thinking about what a great coach is, and here's my theory. Great coaches yell in the box, quiet in the sheds. Mm. Shit coaches, quiet in the box, yelling in the sheds. sheds. (laughs) Thoughts? Well, Craig Bellamy's very much like that. You see... Uh, you see him on TV, yeah. You know, losing it in the in the coach's box, yeah. but he, I reckon I've heard him really unload. Three years I played under him once, and That's we it. were coming off at halftime, and I knew we were going to cop a spray because yeah. we were that poor. But you know, very calm, very direct. This is what you need to do. This is what you got to improve. This is you know, um, but you're right. 
Yeah, reckon, you, because it's the same, you know, basically coaching is parenting. Parenting huge well, children. Well, well, it actually is for Ivan Cleary. Yeah, it literally <laughs> yes, is. It literally is. And so if you scream at your kids, <laughs> like if you're, if you're quiet watching yeah. them and you come up, you're probably not going to get nah. little Johnny to do his best nah. at school, are you? Nah. It's the same thing. Yell while you're watching them. I love the way Wayne Bennett says, yeah, like he talks about it as like we're all one. Yeah. He goes, we did this, which I find interesting. We just need to stop doing that. So he's taken blame as well. It's like we are one. When you hear a coach you know saying I mean? they did this, they did that, that's an issue. That's right. We've got a break. Uh, crunch time. Thanks to Azuzu and Red Rooster. You can call us 1300 01 1170. Text 0457 736 736. We'll catch up on some of those when we get back. You can also tweet us at 1170. SEN, a break and back with more Crunch Dawn. Time for our Saturday standouts brought to you by the powerful three-litre turbo diesel Isuzu D-Max. No matter the adventure, the Isuzu D-Max is born to live. As far as my standout is concerned, boys, it's the game itself. Tigers take on the Sharks. This reminds me of the old days where there was a midweek semi-final. The loser of this, mm. gone. The winner of this, well, dreams are free. You never know. They join that crew on 20 points. It's a massive, massive game. The Tigers desperate to end a 10-year drought when it comes to the finals. Uh, what's your Saturday standout, BC? Uh, I've got the old Bulldogs versus the Knights yes. uh, this week. And um, who's that hooker for Bulldogs? Marshall Smith? Marshall, Marshall King. <laughs> Marshall King. <laughs> Jason Hetherington. Jason Hetherington. I yeah. really like that player. Yeah. I reckon he is seriously talented player. You know, he's a quick, they clocked him as the quickest dummy half in the comp. Really? Yeah. He's quicker than the beach sprinter. Yes, quicker than the beach sprinter. Not on, not on sand. Not on sand. No. <laughs> Qualify that. Yeah. Not on sand. Because yeah. there's not a lot of sand out in, in Canterbury Bank Sand no. area. That's right. And um, Daniel Safidi out. We need Clemmer. Clemmer's on the nudie run still. So we need Dave Clemmer to get a try against I the think, old team. I, I think the Knights will do it. I, I don't know what they're doing with their attack. There are so many good players. They seem yeah. to run into each other. Yeah. You know, they, they can't decide, are we doing stuff we did at training or are we having a crack? Yep. And they're somewhere between... Let's do the set moves and let's have a bit of fun. <laughs> and I think they need to make an executive decision whether they're playing footy or doing the moves. That's right. Because they keep running into each other. <laughs> exactly right. And uh, But go the Bulldogs. I love it when the Bulldogs win rugby league games, but I think the Knights probably do it quite easy. Mm. Ooh, okay. How do you see this, Finchie? Uh, what's your Saturday standout? I've got the Parrot Eels and the Cowboys with... Ever para needed an easy kill. Well, oh. It won't be easy for para, but if they needed a, a team mm. to get a win, how they've fallen into the, the Cowboys who have, have been terrible. They've lost eight in a row. Yeah, nine uh, in a row. Nine in a row is yeah. it? Yeah, and and the, the form is is right off. Um, I'm interested to see how para do better. They lacked a lot of energy last week against Manly. The enthusiasm was down. The energy was down. So it's up to their leaders. They need a win. Um, you know, probably won't change much in terms of the ladder, but. Um, you know, they need to get their confidence back heading into September, that's for sure. Absolutely. Now, for our listeners on SEN Gold Coast and SEN Track Brisbane, uh, you'll be leaving us after uh, the break. However, if you want to keep on listening to us, uh, you can continue via the app, the SEN app for Trackside there. For Crunch Time, rather, you're moving on to Trackside, SEN Trackside. That's coming up next for you. But if you want to stay with us, you can head over to the SEN app. That is the way to do that. After the news, we are going down memory lane. We're going to take you down memory lane. We look forward to that. Plenty more still to come. It is crunch time. We've got you covered too. All I up can until only remember kickoff. to last, last <laughs> week, Sugar. <laughs> yes. yes, we're going to be calling too here, right here on SEN 1170. And wherever you're listening to the coverage, it is the West Tigers taking on the Sharks. It's a virtual final. But stay with us right here. Brett Finch, Brendan Cowell, I'm Joel Kane. A break and back with more. It certainly is crunch time. Thanks to Red Rooster's new crunchy fried chicken available at Select 
selected restaurants are the all-new seven-seat Isuzu MUX. Exhilarating, exceptional, extraordinary. Search all-new MUX. Text line 0457 736 736. Chris go from Willoughby. He said, I had to doubt the Eagles winning, but they got the job done. Uh, laugh out loud, says Crisco. Uh, this one, John from Bronte, saying that he met you seven years ago mm. at Ramwick in the members course, uh, the members restaurant. He was sitting in the table next to you and he suggested you get off the drink. Um, so he... Uh, I think it says, we had a few drinks. Had a few beers and talked NRL while losing cash. Told you, no, don't drink anymore. That's a question. Oh. So he's saying, I'm told you don't drink anymore. Oh, I'm told you don't yeah. drink anymore, question mark. No, um, I think, yeah, I remember him. I, I shot part of my movie, Reuben Guthrie, yeah. about an ad guy trying to take a year off alcohol in Australia, but no one lets him. Yeah. Um, I shot part of the movie there at the race course. The Randwick race course were invested in the film. It was right. amazing. So they took us all out, the cast and the crew, and we got a box, and, and it was unbelievable yeah. day. It was so much fun. And, um, but, yeah, I, I, uh, I'm no gambler. I don't have... The knack for it, but I, I do remember meeting um, a, a man in a suit. I think it might have been you, John. <laughs> what uh, a chance there would have been members. <laughs> yeah, there was just the one in you, the members area. Then you can't get in there without a suit. <laughs> but it's it's good. You got the buffet up there. Oh, you, yeah. you have your own private booth to go up there and keep losing the money. Yeah. and you sit there right where the thing is. Yeah. And it's and I got it for the first time in my life. Yeah, I understood what the hot thing was, and I never went back. No, yeah. <laughs> I tell you what, though, um, which you probably haven't done this, but. You don't have to be a punter to do this. You've got to get to the Melbourne Cup at Flemington one day. Yeah, no, I'd like that. I, and we're, a, we're You like, could go there, not have a bet, and you'd have a great day. We're a uh, fascinator. Yes, mm. yes, yeah. yes. And I tell you what, um, the locals down there in Melbourne, many of the locals in Melbourne, they would much rather be in the car park. There's this, they have what's ah. called the car park. You're nodding like you've been there, Brooksy, mm. at the car park. Yeah, I have. It's like, yeah. like the tailgating scene. So, the so they, bought, they 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 rent lots. So they set up oh, wow. lots, and some of them are very extravagant. Yep. Uh, some of them not. I ended up on the source there one day with all people of all people, toadfish. Yeah. Oh, toadfish oh, from oh, neighbours. neighbours. Jared yeah. Rebecca. Yeah. 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 Was it, did he end up a co-owner of Lassiter's? Mm. Did he? I think he might have. Eventually. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think yeah. so. I've, I've actually got away. I've got my story for uh, memory lane. Have tying you? that in with. I wonder how. Okay, we'll come back to that. Wonder what it's Daniel Andrews' um, opinion on the uh, the car park at Melbourne Cup would be oh, today. Yeah, today, you know, be interesting. Um, yeah, okay, I'll go. I'll go to Melbourne Cup next time you're yeah. going. Yep, I'll go. Vinci, you coming? Yeah, I'll come. We'll dress up. Yeah, yeah suit. Yeah, it was suit. Yeah. <laughs> okay, come on, Finchie. Let's. Why are you hot, ready to go? Take well, us back. What? What? Circa what? Two thousand nine. Two thousand and nine. So okay, we, we, we win the GF. We later get taken off because we're only eighteen million over the salary cap. We get tickets to the, the birdcage. Yeah. Uh, I go there with Robbie Kearns and uh, Denny Williams, former Storm yeah. players. So there's the three of us. And we're in one of those fancy uh, marquees. And as you walk out, there's bowls of uh, oranges yeah. as you go out. Anyway, we've had a bit to drink. It's the end of the day. Denny Williams grabs an orange, walks out the front of the marquee and launches it back into the public section. Yeah. <laughs> we just laugh. We're walking off anyway. We meet his missus and Kearns' missus back at the pub uh, an hour later. We walk in and everyone's gathered around Denny Williams' missus. Mm. He goes, come over, what's, what's going on, darling? Is everything all right? She looks up, she's got a black <laughs> eye. 
He goes, what's going on? She goes, you wouldn't believe I got hit in the eye with an orange. Yeah. And it, it split, she had a big split above the eye. He threw it back into the, just the, the public and hit his missus in the eye. True, true story. Is that, I mean, is that proof that he's only got eyes for her or like was that they have some kind of invisible radar on each other that uh, doesn't matter where he looks he's always going to be seen well he's he's one of the greats denny williams oh yeah he's a champion i i did that in the um telly movie how's that mm. um where i was playing rod marsh and uh i was standing by the edge of the pool um in a scene with matt lenevez who was playing um dennis lily and damon gamo um who was playing greg chapel and it was a scene, I think, where the journalists were telling us that it was off, that one day cricket was off. And um, I, I threw a lemon at the, because we had a big fruit bowl of lemons, I threw a lemon at the journalist as he was walking off, hit him in the head. The actor <laughs> has not spoken to me <laughs> since that day. And I sent an apologetic, apologetic <laughs> DM and everything. No. no. No, I want anything to do Filthy. with you. I was improvising. Yeah. I thought this is what Rod Marsh should do. He'd yeah. throw a lemon nah. and it hit him. It hit yeah. him. You know, because that's how good Rob Marsh is with the ball. Yeah, the old sports bar at the uh, Coogee Bay Hotel, I guess, yeah. is still the same. I haven't been down there for a long, long time. This is going back about 20 years. Um, Steve Gillis, our manager, oh, he, he, wins, he wins the meat tray. Yeah. So we're down there. Anyway, I take a sausage out of the, the meat <laughs> tray. And I'm waiting for Chimes to put his bed on. Hurry up. And I turn around and there's a bloke reverse parking out the front. Yeah. So I get the, the sausage. I throw it. <laughs> Across the sports bar, <laughs> goes out the double doors there, across the footpath. The bloke had his passenger window down, straight through the window onto his dashboard. <laughs> Sausage. Dinner, dinner is served. Dinner is served. <laughs> <laughs> the, um, yeah, keep the music going. I, mean, I, I want to take you back. See, see, for me, the Melbourne Cup, it's the day I look forward to. So the day yeah. after the Melbourne Cup, I already start counting the sleeps for the next one. It's 2013. And we board the train, which is the best way to get to Flemington. And it's a packed train. It's about 10.30 in the morning. And you're having your first drink at about 11 a.m. And we actually have a runner in the race, right? This is in the listed race. So the listed race, which is the second best race on Melbourne Cup Day, it happens the race before the Melbourne Cup, mm. right? So a race, after, a race before Melbourne Cup. So you're not allowed into the... No, in fact, in fact, sorry, my apologies. It happens after the Melbourne Cup hour race. Right. right? Are you sure? Yeah, I'm certain <laughs> on that now. So you're not allowed into the enclosure until the race before yours finishes. In our case, it's the Melbourne, Melbourne Cup, Cup, right? So Rente's nose goes past the post and Gay Waterhouse wins her first Melbourne Cup as a trainer, right? So we are now allowed into the owner's enclosure. So uh, we rush down there, right? And there's all this mayhem. The Melbourne Cup's just been run and won. And we've lost each other and all the fanfare. And all of a sudden, I see this crowd heading up the hill, all joyous and celebratory, and off they go. And they're going to the champagne room, right? Oh. So I just start to follow them, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I've lost my mates. And next thing you know, I'm greeted by this lady in a green vest, the VRC vest. Yeah. And I'll never forget her name, Margaret, right? Margaret's about 70. <laughs> and Margaret hands me this champagne, champagne, right? And she says, sir... You've just won the Melbourne Cup. What a feeling, right? <laughs> so I scull the champagne and I give her a big kiss and she says, how does it feel, sir, to win the Melbourne Cup? I said, Margaret, it feels surreal like it hasn't <laughs> happened, you know? <laughs> so, so we go in there and we're celebrating, blah, 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 blah. And when, when you're in a horse, there's all these different mm. connections so you don't know everyone. And 
I'm leading the charge. We're sculling. And I've met Gay Waterhouse before. So my modus operandi is to celebrate but leave the room before Gay gets there because she knows I've got nothing to do with this horse. <laughs> so anyway, like the screens in this room, time flies when you're having fun. And I look up in the corner and there's a little TV screen there and the number five with the checkered sleeves is going into the barriers, which is our horse. So to which I say to my fellow owners of the Melbourne Cup winner, I say, guys, I've got to go. I said, I've got another horse running, uh, but I'll see you tonight for the celebrations. <laughs> and they're all chicken the champagne. Good luck. And they've all backed number five and off we go. So I'm cut running out of the champagne room and I go to the grandstand and I look, ah, there's the boys waving. The race has started. And I sit down next to the boys. Anyway, there's 110,000 people or so at the track, right? And after the Melbourne Cup, people just want to get out of trouble and they pile into the favourite, which happens to be our horse. Around the bend and up the rise they come and Salon Soldier, there's plenty of room for Salon Soldier. And Jimmy Cassidy says, let's go. The roar of Flemington starts to bellow and Salon Soldier will win the listed race. <laughs> We're climbing over each other. We're, you know, flying. Anyway, time flies when you're having fun. Next thing I know, the leader of the syndicate, he's saying, boys, we've got to go. I don't know where we're going, right? Yeah. So I'm just following my mates. But next thing you know, I'm greeted by an oh-so-familiar face. <laughs> Margaret. <laughs> Margaret. <laughs> Sir, two in a row in Melbourne Cup Day. I've never seen this in history. I scull the champagne. I give her a kiss. Now I'm calling her Margie, right? Yeah. We've progressed past Margaret. She says, Sir, how does it feel? I've never seen this in my time, 40 years at the VRC, somebody getting two in a row in Melbourne Cup Day. I said, Margie, can I tell you a secret? She said, you sure can, sir. She said, I'm a bolt. You can tell me anything. I said, Margie, I don't know why, but for some reason, this feels better than the Melbourne Cup. <laughs> <laughs> so, and you and Margaret have been married ever since. We've been married Mate, ever see, since. So you're like Kramer when he wins the Tony. <laughs> yeah. And he just goes along with it in the career. Oh, great memories. Great memories. But uh, great memories were set for the Melbourne Storm, boys. 19 wins in a row. Yeah. And, and you know what was most impressive about that for me was the Roosters of 75. Every interview I've seen from one of those Roosters players. So you can fall into the trap, old players, by saying, oh, back in our day, everything was better. Back in our day. These guys of the 1975 Roosters have been so classy mm. in how they've handled it. And they've actually gone the other way saying, we're so privileged along the lines of to be joined by such a great team. Yeah being the Melbourne Storm. But what I love most about this record happening, it has shone the light on the Roosters of 1975, mm. of what how great a side they are or were, how great a side they were, and maybe have been forgotten about. But now, thanks to the Melbourne Storm, we're now talking about the 1975 Roosters. And the funny thing is, Sugar, if they don't win the grand final... That's right. The Melbourne Storm, they won't be the same as the 75 Roosters. So, no. You know, that was the... You know, the, the full stop for the 75 Roosters, they went back-to-back back 75. Yeah. So they, they had the, you know, the record, mm. you know, and then I think they lost one or two games. They lost to St. George in the major semi. Right. St. George went through to the semi, grand final first. So they didn't win all no, the way through to the grand no, final? No, no, no. St. George beat them. St. George beat them twice that year. Wow. Uh, St. George won the major semi, uh, went straight through to the grand final, and Roosters come back and then flogged them in the – it was 5-0 at half time. Uh, and that was the Cheng with the, the white boots. Yeah. And the, the Roosters just smashed him in the second half. But that's the full stop to win the grand final. And Belliac spoke about it. He's obviously a footy nut. So to be compared or mentioned in the same breath as the 75 team, you know, yeah. he, you know they're one of the greats, you know, one of the great teams, coached by Jack Gibson, captain to Arthur Beats, and one of the best of all time. So, you know, but for the, the boys, you know, they weren't even born then, you know no. what I mean? So, and in the end, 
If they don't win the grand final, it's, it really doesn't matter. Well, and, and that's been his whole focus. Anyway, yeah. here's Craig Bellamy on the winning streak of the Melbourne Storm. To be quite honest, I'm really proud of this group for you know, being able to win 19 in a row. Like that's that's you know, that's hard to do um, in any era, I'd imagine. But certainly, you know, the era that we're in now. Um, so, yeah, you know, like I, I, you know, look on it as I'm really proud of um, you know the playing group, what they've done. Um, you know, it hasn't been pretty at times without doubt, but you know. That's that's how footy footy goes, you know. There's um, there's ups and there's downs, it's like you know anything else in life. So to be able to you know win 19 games, especially in the situation circumstances we're in, um, as I said, I'm you know, really proud of this group. Yeah, so he should be 19 in a row in such a brutal sport, trying to go back to back. And as you said, Finchie, a lot of similarities you know, to that Rooster side of 1975 mm. in, in the fact that you're trying to go back-to-back, a long winning streak. Um, well done there to the Melbourne Storm. What what are some of the great winning streaks in sports that come to mind? Let us know. 0457 736 736. 0457 736 736. Let us know. Any come to mind for you, boys? Uh, I, I can tell you that uh, a winning streak that comes to mind for me, 81 matches in a row, Rafael Nadal. <sighs> One One. on the clay court. In fact, I think he won over 100 uh, at Roland Garros Mm. in a row. So there you go. Wow. That's crazy. Oh, well, look, you know, there's no secret that I still think probably the greatest run of games (laughs) in any sport would have to be the Cronulla Sharks in 2016. I think we put together 16 Mm. wins in a row. And I think... And it just started to smell like a premiership. Mm. And that, that's why it kind of happens. Yeah. When you, you need something like that to happen in your season, I think, to win the comp. You need to do something special to have that extra glow about you. And I think, I have a feeling that Penrith, last year in the grand final, they got, you know, they're a bit rabbit in the headlights. They got a bit starstruck. They yeah. got a bit, oh, hang on, mm. this is a grand final. They forgot to play footy. I think they made a mistake leading Brett Naden out because I think when they needed someone to do something freaky, he was the guy. Yes. They played Tyrone May instead. I reckon the Melbourne Storm may have peaked too early, not unlike me at that tequila bar. <laughs> <at 27. laughs> you know, they didn't get to the 40. I think Penrith, and now they have it's almost like they've gone to war and they've learned something else. I've got a feeling too, actually. I've got a feeling Penrith are going to come home and they're going to win the comp against Melbourne. And I only say this... Because I just immensely dislike Melbourne. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know the, the you know the irony in all of this, and, and this will be this will be the story if if it is to be Melbourne versus Penrith in uh, the twenty twenty one Grand Final. Mm. How did Penrith win the nineteen ninety one Grand Final? It was the year before getting beat by mm. Canberra. Do you believe that myth of the grand final you have to lose? No, no, no. I don't, no, I don't believe that. But I do believe in what you've just said. Then, yeah, those players have had a lot of Origin experience to our success, and mm. uh, you know the Yos and the Tottles and the Luis. That they've now conquered a mountain that they hadn't conquered. Mm. They hadn't won Origin last year. Cleary hadn't won Origin last year. Mm. Uh, Cleary hasn't lost a game this year. Mm. I, I actually think that Jeez, the Panthers will do exactly what the mm. Panthers of nineteen ninety one did. They went down to the same team. The year before, they learnt those lessons for 91. 30 years later, history repeats. I, I think that's exactly what happened. I, I'm, 
I'm very bullish in my head. Penrith are going to win this mm. comp for some of those reasons you say. Finchie, tell me this, right? Fully fit. Ivan Cleary's back five. Mm. What, what does it look like, fully fit? I'd have uh, Edwards. Oh, you know, I like Crichton at fullback, but yep. he'll go Edwards. Yep. He's a big fan of Edwards. You've got Toto. Um, trying to think of the... Oh, you got Naden. Naden. Right. So, uh, so you're going to say... So Momorowski misses out. Crichton. Yeah, you need, you need big men against Melbourne. Yeah. Naden and um, Toto on the wings. Yep. Crichton, uh, Burton. Yep. In the, in the centre. That's your back five, yeah. And then Cleary, Lua. Yeah, that's, it's interesting because Momorowski's... He's just that player. It's really Momorowski or, or Naden, really, isn't it? And Pegai Junji, well, well, he he looked the part last night. It looked like been playing Penrith. He's well, yeah. Well, that's see, he's got to the point now where, mate, we're happy for you to play with us, but we don't need you. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Where he was sort of holding all the cards at Brisbane. You know, yeah. like, if I don't play good, you're still going to pick me next week. Well, but you know, he lacked consistency. It's like yeah. I know I'm going to get picked. Yeah, you know we're Penrith, mate. We'd love to have you. We think you can contribute, but we don't. We don't actually need you. We're, we're going fine without you. So if you're yeah. not jumping on board and playing to our standards, and you know, because at the end of the day, the grand final is 80 minutes of rugby league. You have to turn up and play footy. Mm. You have to play a game of footy. Mm. And I think that's what Penrith didn't do last year. They played a grand final. And they got jittery mm. about winning this grand final, as if you've got to find this other game you've got to play. I think this year they'll go out and go, it's a game of footy against the Melbourne Storm, watch this. But don't forget you know as well. I mean? And they'll be grounded. Their last half of a grand final, and that was a team who had Cameron Smith. What a, 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 and a Ryan Pappenhausen who was super fit freaky, and at the top of his yeah. game. Don't forget that, um, and they had Tino Fasul Malawi. I know they're, they're, they're a red hot team, don't get me wrong, the Melbourne Storm. However, Penrith can say to themselves, well, boys, we had the jitter in us. We've been to a grand final now. Mm. But don't forget, this, our last half of a grand final, we had a, cons- a massive victory. They flew over the top mm. of Melbourne. Yeah, another five minutes. And yeah. That was, yeah. yeah. What Do you but, think after last night, does, does it put a dampener on South for you guys? Because we were revving them up a few weeks ago. But do you feel like now that's kind of like, oh, they don't quite have that, the arsenal or yeah, something? Yeah, it was, it was interesting. At 12-0, they were right on top. You know, energy-wise, uh, physically, they were, they were right on top. Um, disappointing, I think. You know, and Wayne's Wayne's so good. If he comes out and says he's disappointed and, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm worried a bit, that's that's the headlines. Yeah. He's like, we'll be right. The penalties, 11. You know, he starts talking about penalties, you know. Yeah. Um, so he, he's really – and he goes, it's better than Dubbo. Yeah. You walk away going, well, they didn't play too bad after all, did they? <laughs> yeah. You know? But, you know, that would be disappointing. Luton 12-2. Um, and get beat with Penrith going the other way. You know, it's 25 unanswered points. And there's nobody in fifth to eighth. There's no, I, I, you guys, nah. are, there's no one that can it, come nah. in nah. and do something freaky. No, nah. no, nah. no, there's not. They're, they're, Manly, Manly can beat Melbourne on their day. If this is week one yeah. of the finals, Manly versus Melbourne, yes, they can beat them, but more likely Melbourne win it. Uh, South can absolutely beat Penrith because we saw the other night and go close, but it, it's, nah. It, it's it's already written. Yeah, there, there's you, there's no team outside the top four. Oh, and you know what? In in majority of years, there's no team outside the top four. Obviously, you know, nine Parramatta made that great run, didn't didn't win the grand final, but you know, tell you what, it's one hell of a documentary yeah. if the Tigers get eighth. 
then oh, come in and then they yes. get the grand final. <laughs> Talk about Tales of the West oh, yes. season two. Imagine the, that. The glory. Now we're like, oh, so that's why they made a docker. Yes. They made bloody history that year. They knew that, what they were doing all well, along. They knew what they were doing all along. All those arguments, Robbie Farris swearing. It was all fake. <laughs> They uh, went in a one from eighth. Hey, Joel, that rooster side that won the comp missing Fairfax, Mark Harris, yeah, both broken legs during the season, and Bunny Riley was injured on the bench. Melbourne is a super side too. Both sides dealt well with injuries. Absolutely, John, and mm. says a lot to do with their coaches, Jack Gibson and also Craig Bellamy. There's something about that Forrest Gump theme being played behind <laughs> Vinci's voice, Finchie's voice rather, that seems just right, Gavin, for Kenneth Wright's. <laughs> Thanks, Gav. Uh, absolutely. John says the car park. Was that, was that actually played? I thought that was just in my head. <laughs> so you, could hear, you could hear that noise yeah. as well. Yeah, that's yeah. why. It was getting really romantic yeah. and weird in here. Yeah, I, I, what was I thought that was just me time. In, in the melon. Uh, Edwin Moses, boys, 122 consecutive race wins yeah. on the 400-metre hurdles. Mm. Edwin Moses. Well, so. Mayweather, he would he 50, 50 straight undefeated. Did boxing. he, Mayweather? Mayweather was Who undefeated. Who wins in the Tigers, Sharks, Bears, Skin Rug? Oh, bearskin rugs after a, t- a tip because he's equal leader in the tipping copy rights. Bearskin rug. Yes. What's that mean? That's his moniker. Bearskin bear rug. rug. Yeah, bearskin rug. That's his moniker. Yeah, right. Um, Is that like unprotected sex? <laughs> bearskin rug? I'm confused. Yeah, yeah. Me too. Uh, the anyway, sharks, he wants mate, a tip. The sharks. I'm saying the Tigers. Deciding vote for you, Finchie. Um, what's the uh, question? The question is, who wins out of the Sharks and the Tigers? Bearskin Rug, uh, oh, how bear you rug. that? He's leading his tipping comp. I think the Sharks will win, but... Yeah, yeah the Sharks. We've got Matt Moylan is going to yeah. play rugby league for us mm. this afternoon. I don't think Josh Dugan will. He's in Lithgow Farming or something oh, like yeah. that. He's in a bit of trouble. Honestly, what, what's doing? <laughs> no, honestly. Yeah. No, no, but, oh, even it's hard ta- to even but discuss. But even, ta- but even taking the rugby league out of it, we can't drive to Lithgow. No. You, you know, just him as a person. You can't go to Lithgow, Josh. No. Regardless if you're a rugby league person or not, you can't go to Lithgow. No, 5Ks. Yeah. Yeah. Unless it's an essential service. And I don't think Josh Dugan going to Lithgow would be an essential service. No. <laughs> Maybe he saw 5K and thought it was 5,000. Yeah. That's the only explanation, right? Yeah. I think he, sa- he said he had some livestock to attend to. No, but he changed his mind on that. Oh, did he change yeah, his yeah, mind on yeah. that? Apparently, he ultimately said, "No, nah, we're just going out there to catch up with some people." So, yeah, look, right. I mean, you just can't you can't put brains in statues. He just paid twenty five thousand dollars. Yeah, Josh Dugan just kept just came up with twenty five thousand for having that dinner. Yep. You know, I wouldn't even that that might deter you a bit. Yeah, don't you reckon? Oh, absolutely. But anyway, um, mine boggles. Mm. Well, Go he, the sharks. Well, he, he do it for Josh. Well, well I tell you what, do it for the livestock. We're talking about streaks. Uh, He's on a streak of the most COVID breaches in the NRL, two in a row at the moment. Byron Nelson wins eleven consecutive PGA tournaments. Jeez, that's a big feat, isn't it? Byron mm. Nelson winning eleven straight yes. consecutive PGA tournaments, given how many uh, participate. In those, uh, the New England Patriots, they claimed a Super Bowl as part of their 21 straight wins. Well, um, how many uh, straight Golden State Warriors? 24. 24. And how many for the season? 16. They went 73 and 9. Yeah, that's a fair effort. And they lost yes. in the finals. Yeah. They're up 3-1. Lost. What do you think about that? Like, you know how people look. Munster come out and said, oh, you know, a loss before the finals might be nice or something along those lines. Do you need to have that loss? No. No, I mean he's just he's just having fun, isn't he? Yeah. Which I think is what those guys do best. I've got to say, this rugby with the storm, mm. rugby league's just just becoming a little bit sockery. 
Because you notice, like, Cameron Munster, you know, when a bloke gets tackled or he gets oh, yeah. tackled, every single tackle, you'll see Cameron Munster throw his arms in the air. <laughs> yes. What's happened? Yeah. What's happened? The injustice, ref. The injustice. <laughs> yes. And that's there's somebody doing it now in every single tackle. Oh, come on. Look at that. Six more. Give me something. And, <laughs> give me something. and soon they're going to be Just going give me up. Anything. Give me anything. Give me anything. Give me something. Yeah. Soon they're going to be up in the ref's face. Come on, you know, giving it the whole soccer. Yeah. And and, and we're going to be having yeah, bunkers and all this sort of thing. I, I think you should be penalised for doing too many mm. of those soccer gestures. Theatrics. Thea- too many theatrics. Yeah. Five minutes in the sin bit. Yes. You watch Cameron Munster. Half his game now, his arms in the air, please, sir. That's half his game. Yeah. Play footy, Cameron. You're very good at it. Uh, this one coming in from Jaws. Winning streaks, Yohinga Khan. Speech squash. <laughs> Yohinga Khan, um, 555 wins in a row. Who is that? Uh, and America, uh, help America's Cup for 132 years. Mm. Uh, that's coming well, from Jaws. Well, the Bledisloe Cup with the Kiwis. Yeah. Well, they've got and the, str- the streak against Australia at Eden Park. That's yeah. another What's one of those. What's the West Indies cricket team in that fire in Babylon? God, that's a great documentary. I've not seen that. Have you not seen Fire no. in Babylon? Have a look mm. at that, Doco. That is unbelievable. Wow. Oh, where are we so seeing, where are we seeing about, that? Um, on the internet somewhere. <laughs> um, no, it's. I think it'll be on your Apple TV or something. It was a doco. It was out about eight years ago or something, Fire in Babylon. And it's about, I don't think they lost a test for 13 years. Did and they? it was the Joel Garner. Test series? Test series? Series? Yeah, maybe a test, test series, match. yeah. Um, again, I um, paraphrase myself. But, um, yeah, the Jeffrey Dujon, Gordon Greenwich, yeah. Malcolm Marshall, Desmond Joel Haynes. Garner. Richard, and they Richardson. Were ju- and they played, you know, and they were playing Botham and Gadding and all those kind of guys. So 27 matches between 82 and 84, they did not lose. lose. Yeah, that's what it's about. And you see all that great old cricket. And, you know, I think it's changed for the West Indies with cricket now. They're a bit more NBA-focused, yeah. a lot of the young yep. fellas. I think ESPN's pumped in there yep. and they all want the – Want to have the the um you know the life of LeBron James mm, not so nice, much the, the 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 Test match yeah. life but God what a team oh, what, a, what, a, what a, I used to just watch them serve if you could yeah, be twenty percent as cool as them oh mate did they not scream coolness yes. oh they did and just and the way they played aggressive and you know those battles yeah that big open collars with the gold Moore. chains yeah. And, yeah. But geez, they could play. Yeah, they were good. They backed it up. Facing Joel Garner. Mm. Oh, give look. But you then, then, you, oh. then you see him off, and Kirtley Ambrose comes down there. Yeah, yeah, like, oh, good. Well, he didn't take my head off. <laughs> oh, Kirtley's coming. That, that's been a big demise, hasn't it? Yeah. Like, like they were such a powerhouse, yeah. the West Indian cricket team. And I remember back in those days, there was no 2020 at the time. And grab the music, please. Uh, amen. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but boys. Do you remember when, you know, you'd, there was no 2020s? No, that was good. The white ball was a big game back yeah. in those days. It was the 50-over edition, and it was Australia versus West Indies. And every match would come down to the last over. Yeah. Wouldn't oh. it? Tony Gregg would be saying that there's the West Indians, nine runs off six balls they require. Yeah. And that, back in those days, was a, yeah, a, lot. Was a challenge. Yeah. Like Terry Alderman's coming in the bowl or mm. Carl Rackerman. Yeah. Mm. A ball would be hit yeah. over the sight screen and yeah. Tugger Steve would yeah. emerge with the yeah. ball yeah. in his hand and with his the red rag out the back, yeah. the back of the buttocks. You know, <laughs> he's oh great times. Augustine Logie would be there, near to the batsman chirping away. Jeffrey Desmond Dijon. Haynes and Greenwich would Desmond open. Haynes. Yes. God, they were a brick wall, weren't they? Oh. Trying to break that partnership. Richie Richardson with um, the brim hat. 
who was the who was the number three batsman? Richie, two J's, wasn't it? Um, was it Richie Richardson? Richie was Richardson, it? yeah, number three. Gordon Greenwich. Viv Richards would be asleep and no, then asked to come out to the middle. Yeah, Viv put one on. Yeah, Jeffrey Dujon was the keeper who would yeah. bat as well. Carl Hooper. Carl Hooper. Oh, what Roger a team. And, and then the, the tales of the cool Viv Richards, where he'd be going playing county cricket in England, mm. and he's not seen the ball very well. He's none from five. He's striking out. Mm. To which the young bowler, the upstart of England, says, Viv, do you not know what this thing looks like? For your information, it weighs this amount, six stitches, those things. It's red. Viv said, thanks, Scoop. So the young upstart goes back to his uh, mark, charges in, to which Viv just whacks the ball out of the ground. He says, young start, since you know so much about the ball, go and find why it. don't you even go and find yeah. it? You, you know what it looks like, now go and find it. Yes. If you ever go, if you're ever at the members of the SCG, I, I think it's still there, but in that Bradman Museum, there's Clive Lloyd's bat. Mm. Oh. And the handle on it yeah. is... Is mm. like a thigh. Wow! Mm. Like you can't get like how he held this thing, yeah. let alone carved up runs. It is mm. big handle. Yeah, yeah, big handle. <laughs> Kenneth Benjamin, his his yes. son was at the Olympics this year. Mm. Very, very uh, in what sport? Uh, in the two hundred or the four hundred, I think. Yeah, have it, check out that fire in Babylon. Um, <laughs> there's also there's a show on binge at the moment called The White Lotus. Yeah, that oh. is absolutely fantastic. It's so weird, really funny. And disturbing, and everyone's really attractive. Yeah. Um, and it's basically. Hang on, you just explained Cooey Corner. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, <laughs> in between your Cooey Corner. That was like the yeah. Zoom call last night. Yeah. White Lotus. It's basically, it's set in a Hawaiian resort, and a couple and a family, and, and a few people just descend, and then uh, they all kind of tangle up over the week. It, but it's really weird, really well written. Right the down White Lotus. Early. How good's that? Uh, have you say 0457 736 736. Heather Mackay won 16 consecutive British Open squash titles. Okay. Yeah, there you go. That's um, uh, Munster finally pulled his finger out in the second half. Well, he said that himself, didn't he, uh, Hillstorm? I uh, hope it stays out at least when <laughs> arms are in fingers, uh, not somewhere else. <laughs> Thank you very much, Hillstorm Marone. Sugar, unfocused genius and the sparkle-eyed man. Winning streaks, Oakland Athletics, 20, 2002, 20 yeah. game games in a row. That made a movie about it. Oakland Athletics there. Don't forget Larry Gomes, a.k.a. Morgan Harper. Uh, for the West Indies uh, there. I think I might be, was it Winston Benjamin, who is the father? Uh, we'll get to the bottom of that in the ad break, but one of the Benjamin boys, Kenny Benjamin or Winston Benjamin, who, by the way, are not related, uh, one of them, their sons, was participating at the Olympics in uh, this particular year. Anyway, 0457 736 736 is the way to have your say. You can also text us, uh, call us, 1300 011 the text 0457 736 736. A break and back with more. This is Crunch Time. Thanks to Isuzu and Red Rooster. Uh, it certainly is. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy is the call line to have your say. That is the way to do that here on Crunch Time. Thanks to Red Rooster, the peppery tingle. Ooh, we're looking forward to that a little bit later on. And also Isuzu MUX have got you covered there. The text line 0457 736 736 is a way for you to get involved on this glorious Saturday as we uh, charge into the weekend. Let us know what you're up to for the weekend. Text line 0457 736 736. This comes from Tommy Two Phones. How good was last night, boys? Only one thing better than a Roosters win, and that's a Rabbitohs loss. Cooey, says uh, Tommy Two Phones. Paramat writes, a hat-trick of grand finals 
in the modern era. Yes, the Dragons have the unbeatable record of 11 in a row, but I can't see anyone ever repeating what the Eels did in 81, 82 and 83 again, says Paramat. Good afternoon, legends. Work's done. Time to blow off the froth for a couple and settle in for the Arvo. Keep up the banner and great to hear your voice, Brooksy. See no evil. Hammer, the horns tuned in. Now, Hammer's... Uh, hammer. Drowning his sorrows. He's a Raiders being yeah. Hammer, we learned last night. So. Tough loss for him, wasn't it? Yeah, it was very tough for uh, the Hammer. Uh, good to have your company, Hammer. Uh, Joel, Simbin's brought the Panthers back into it last year. The Storm easily this year, says the Sharky. Okay. Uh, TJ Smith, as far as streaks are concerned. Yeah, this is a good one. Tommy Smith won 33 consecutive Sydney training premierships in a row. So if you think about what Chris Waller's doing at the moment, mm. TJ Smith did it 33 Three decades. years in a row. That's unbelievable. Um, Have there. you ever had like just like thirty five great days in a row? Uh, just as a man, I've had thirty five good minutes in a row. <laughs> <laughs> have you? Have you ever just like what, like what age was the age where you reckon the bloke is at his peak, and you just mm. like what, one day you just have one legendary day with the boys, and you have a great mm. date, then you have a great day at work. Do you ever do you ever put together like thirty great days? Where oh. you're like, geez, I'm on a roll as a bloke. Oh, I, I haven't thought about it that way. But if you could go back in time. <laughs> And relive yeah. a year of your life. You what might what age are you? You might have had a man streak. A man streak. Yeah. Yeah. Where you're just like, geez, everything I'm doing yeah. is turning to I had that. T- yeah. I, did, I had virtually 32 years straight, I was on fire. Yeah. <laughs> to the age of 32. Yeah. I was, so from zero to 32. I was 32. undefeated after 32 years. Yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you, I've suffered some crushing losses. <laughs> <laughs> so how's, how's the forward against looking oh, now? Oh, it's awful, mate. I'm minus. This this is what I'm talking about. After 32 mate, years undefeated, you're in the minus territory. Mate, not, uh, when I finished fully, nothing could beat me. I was 32 and I was undefeated after 32 years. Yeah. And, not, and wow. Oh, I reckon that's where I I've had some crushing, <laughs> some crushing, some crushing losses the next oh, eight yeah. years. And Financially, did you ever bounce back and get another run on? Or had it just been crushing, crushing, nah. crushing? Well, first thirty two years, like I did a diploma in bouncing back. Yeah. You know? <laughs> nothing. I was the best. Yeah. Now yeah, it's just I got nothing. Really? It's been a tough eight years. Wow. Yeah. You uh you've probably got half a bottle of tequila. You know what? The missus will probably finish yeah, there exactly. again. Yeah. She's yeah. Having, I'm having empty. a cup of <laughs> I'm having a cup of tea. Quilla. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah Quilla. I reckon 32 to 36 was where I came alive because I just started to get it. I reckon 34, I reckon, is the best age for a bloke. Yeah, 36. Yeah, so you'd you go back to 34, would oh, you? I would go back to 34 and stay there. Yeah. Because mm. I reckon I looked my best yeah. and I could still live a pretty wild life. People, you, you, you're a bit, you got your shit together a little bit, but you're still allowed to mess up a fair bit because yeah. you're only 34. Yeah. You're like right on the edge of being able to get away with. Some man mistakes. Yes. But I was, yeah, my career was flying. Everything was mm. going well. I'd bought a house. Yeah. I had a TV show. And I was like a bit, I thought I was You're pretty up and about. cool. Yeah. And it hadn't come crumbling down the, the cruel realities of life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? At 34 as well, you're at the age, like when you're 21 and, or even like 25, 26, you're looking sharp and you're feeling yeah. all those sorts of things. However, you haven't mastered the mind at that stage. You, you, no, you, exactly. You, you worry about what people no. think. and Everything's a drama. No, yeah. Like, oh, he's, no. he's doing that. Oh, he said that. Oh, no. When they, you're 34, oh, shit. Oh, you've no. culled the crap, haven't you? Yeah, you're, you're a, happy with and your you have a, um, You have an emotionectomy a bit. Yeah. Like, stuff bounces <laughs> off you. Yep. When you get to 34, where you're like, oh, who cares? Mm. That's right. You know what I mean? You, you hone down your friends. Yep. Mm. You carve off about 
73. Yep. You bring it down to a crucial 12. Yes. And then you add some new ones in. That's right. Oh, Brett's great. Have you met <laughs> yeah. Brett? You know what I mean? Yeah. And you, you should have met him at 32. Of... <laughs> <laughs> um, no. You know what I mean? And, and you just start to kind of curate yes. a bit of this is how it's going to roll now. Mm. Uh, for for this legend, mm. you know what I mean, and that's where things flow. There was yeah. a there was a heady eighteen months for me yeah. down then, um, that I think I was really peaking, at least in my own mind. Yes, well, that's all that matters. Yeah, yeah exactly. Hey, this, about... this text comes through, and I'm fascinated to see who this is. By the way, um, Brian Fletcher, fifty consecutive days of seventy five hard. What's yeah, seventy five hard? He... Oh, that's the the um, the rank uh, thing that him <laughs> and Brooksy are doing. <laughs> it's basically boring you death, boring yourself to death for about seventy five days. Um, I'm who, confused. Who sent that through. No, well, Brooksy. Clearly, uh, I'm not listening to the drive. That's show exactly enough. right. Exactly, Brooksy and Fletch have embarked upon seventy five days on this very, very. Just can you give them the bullet points of what you're doing? Two forty five minute exercises. They've got to be three hours apart. You've got to drink. A gallon of liter, uh, a gallon, gallon of water, which is four liters. Tommy from Newington, Read by the way. Ten pages of a non-fiction, self-help sort of book, like a story, like someone's life. Uh, you got to take a photo of yourself every day, which we sort of, why not, may do. And also, you do a diet. No alcohol is one of the big things in there. Oh yeah, I thought yeah. I, I thought I was for? struggling. It's for self. <laughs> <laughs> Helping yourself out during um, oh, this yeah. time and to make so yourself look good, well, feel good. So if this goes well, you do a TED Talk tour or something about your brand new book, like the, the 75. Yeah. Well, it has yeah, gone right. well. He, mate, he's looking at a million bucks. He is, isn't he? Yeah. And you haven't looked back at the first photo? No, not. Oh, I did early on, but I haven't recently. Like no, in the last but you sent it to your mum and your mum went, yeah, wow. Yeah. But you're not getting into those infrared saunas as much these days, are you? You're still going. Because that's when you look. Yeah, when you're a the bit, saunas are good. When you're a bit golden from those saunas mm. and you look like you've been to Indonesia for a week. That's when you really, that really mm. suits you. You know what I mean? I need to get in them. I look like I've been sunbaking <laughs> under the house. My neck shade's invisible. Is that? Yeah. You, you're, you've got a northern hemisphere about you. Yes. You've got an Edinburgh kind of, you know, if mm. you, did you play footy in the north of England? Yes. Like, you would have just looked yeah, like can... another bloke. Yeah, I was. Yeah. So you think he'd be fitting in right into the Barmy Army? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I've got the same complexion too, by the way. Mm. Yeah, I think we all do, don't yeah. we? A little bit. Um, well, except for Brooksy. He's just got this beautiful all golden olive yeah, complexion. <laughs> when did you peak, Brooksy? I was going to say 23. Did you? Yeah, Vancouver, Canada. Oh, yeah, really? Snowboarding? Goodness. No, <laughs> not much snowboarding. No. Uh, the city of Vancouver is very welcoming. It's really? a great place to be for a year. And what you would have had, what? 20, 30 great days in a row? What was your streak? Oh, at least. Really? I, I don't know. It is it is one hell Bloody of a city to live. Yeah. Aren't they? I've never been to Canada. Yeah, Vancouver's amazing. Like, it's a little, it's similar to Sydney, but you've got mountains so yeah. close. So you've yeah. got that life of the harbour life and also the mountains. You can snowboard up in the grouse or Cypress, which is local mountains, and it, or you can go two hours up to Whistler. And you're right near the border down to Seattle. Like, it's a great spot. What about having it? Imagine like, like the captain's challenge in rugby league, but you could have a man challenge where you could just pause the world yeah. and go back and relive this year. Yeah. That particular year. Wouldn't oh, that be good fun? That would be very good. I wonder if you'd change anything. 
I'll change everything. Would you? <laughs> you know, you're undefeated. Finch has hey, just turned 40. He's having a midlife crisis. Mate, you know, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to get an Uber home and, and I'll, I'll cry at red lights. I will get a red light and I'll start crying. I can't. I can't I'll look at it. The world's against me. I can't even get a green light. No, that's wait, wait. just you appreciating the beauty but of you know life. People, but you, know what, you, know, you know what I hate when people go, mate, I've got no regrets. Who doesn't have regrets? Uh, yeah, of course. I've got a truckload of them. Like, honestly. No, nah, no regrets. I wouldn't change a thing. Really? Yeah. We have I haven't had a crack then if you wouldn't change anything. <laughs> yeah. I'd change ever, it all. Have you ever done a gratitude list? Oh, mate. Have you ever written down what's going on in your life and going, oh, look look at what I've got <laughs> and, like, come come from that place more? Yes. Yeah, you have. Like, yeah. look at look at the beauty. You've got the daughter. Yes, you You've got great. the wife. You've got half yeah, a bottle of tequila. The daughter, she's great. The wife, <laughs> you got 28 minutes of no, video she's telling well. you that she you're was. not a bad That was bloke. fantastic yesterday, too. You, you're friends with Joel Kane. She did a Joel great job. You do, you're employed. Yes. I mean. For the time being. <laughs> what, friends with Joel Kane? <laughs> <laughs> we were driving home last night, right? Yeah. And um, speaking about hating on the world, my, my dad, right? So he goes to bed very early. Right, he goes to bed very early. However, if you get a call from him after seven, it, it means he's shinless, right? So right. he's either going to bed early or he's the happiest man in the world. He rang us last night, didn't he? Yeah, it was great. He, he, uh... well, versus just me and your dad talking the whole trip. <laughs> <laughs> There's a podcast. It's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, but but you can't, if you want to ring him back the next day, he won't take it. Like he's, he turns into Captain Non-Social when it's in the middle of the day, unless he's had a few beers. But just speaking about Finchie, so we're driving home. And Finchie's sort of talking about one of his mates who fires up about stuff who doesn't need to get fired up. And, and I'm sort of listening about it. And then literally 30 seconds later, we're driving uh, through the city and there's a red light. We're being confronted by a red light. And there's not a person within Cooey, right? Oh, yeah. And he's like, right, why is this gone red? Why does this go red? There's not a car within sight. Well, well, we're in the intersection. When there's no one around, the green lights stay to the, the dominant Dominant way of the traffic. The dominant know? road. It, dominant it put, tackle. They put the green on like a little side street to come in. And there's no one there. <laughs> this is how he's blowing up. Oh, what's doing? Oh, glad Work yourself out, traffic lights. <laughs> there's got to be people at the RMS just watching roads on cameras yeah, just going. Yeah, it's late at night. Yeah, let's change it. <laughs> you see them just But usually, oh. too, when you, you roll up on the plates, that are, you know, yeah. they just change it straight over. So it's no, oh, that was his other thing. There's not even anyone on the plates. Oh, no place. <laughs> yes. Anyway, uh, we're going to take a break because Alex is doing all these. He's like he's like a corner man at uh, in the boxing, giving all these directions. We'll take a break. We're back with your calls one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. The text messages oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. Uh, time flies when you're having fun. Crunch time. Thanks. Delicious, crunchy new fried chicken by Red Rooster. Available at selected restaurants. The Rooster's calling and the all new seven seat. Isuzu MUX. We're gearing up for today's footy thanks to Dometic Boys. Tigers taking on the Sharks. Timmy Manor, Spud Carroll and myself will be calling all the action for you right here on SEN 1170 or wherever you're listening to the coverage at this time. The Tigers take on the Sharks. Both teams on 18 points. Eliminator game. That's no doubt about that. The Tigers looking to end a 10-year finals drought. Uh, BC, you're the Sharkies, man. How confident are you? Yeah, look... It's a magical mystery tour. Um, anything can happen. Yeah. Do you know who I, we should talk about it? Is, is probably talk to my mum about yeah. it. Really. She's a mad Sharkies fan. She's a mad Sharkies fan. She'll, um, she, she has the answers. Fonny, are you there? I'm there, darling. How are you? This is Yvonne Cowell, Australia. This is my mum. Uh, mum, I want you to meet Brooksy, Finchie. Hello, Mrs. Cowell. Hey, Mrs. Cowell. 
Hello, good afternoon, happy birthday. Thank you. I'm so enjoying the, the show. I've been laughing, your humor's spot on. You're, you've really um, peaked today. You've got it all so organized and it's lovely to hear men relating and telling stories and good conversation. Okay, can we, can we, uh, can we have some tips, Vonnie? I understand that you're a tipping guru when it comes to the rugby league. Is that true? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mum, you've been you've been a um, a loyal Sharks fan since since I was born. Um, so what, you'd have a good forty That's or fifty right. years following We've the Sharks. We've been watching the Sharks. Um, what what about? Do you want to just give us a tip for um, one? Just you could also give Finchie some life tips into his forties <laughs> as a dad. I don't think we have enough time. We have enough time for that. But what about the Tigers Sharks this afternoon and the Sharky season, Mum? In a wrap up. I think the Sharks will be trying very hard. I think Matt Moreland will be the key mm. player. And um, I think the hook is splendid. I don't miss Andrew Fafita, unfortunately. But I think they're strong and they want to finish well and they're good at that. Will they beat the Tigers, do you think? Yes, I think their defence. I'm never worried when they're on the Tigers' goal line. I think they tackled so well. Yep. And um, they're lucky to get past them. And um, and I think as we get towards the latter part of the year, I think they'll really find extra strength. Yvonne hey, uh, Cal, can you take us? We've only got about 30 seconds, but just sum up the career of your son, Brennan, on the rugby league field, can you please, Bonnie? On the rugby league field? Yeah. Oh, the... He was a runner. He yeah. really, um, he had a good coach. <laughs> I forget the chapter's name, but you'd know him. And he had a good team, and he was eager to get the ball. And um, so he was a hog. No, we. I <laughs> 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 oh, was good tackler, wasn't I, Mum? It's, and it's never good when they say sum up your rugby league career, and you don't. He had a good coach. Yeah. He had <laughs> a good team. Yeah. And how was he a tackler? Well, Who he was, was a good runner away from the tackling. I remember. No, I was firmly in placed in the bees, wasn't I, Mum? Always a spot for me in the bees. Yes. <laughs> She's making some calls now. Yes. Thanks, uh, Vonnie. Thanks, Vonnie. We'll, we'll get you on next. But you're a regular statement now, Vonnie. To, oh, Vonnie's back in. Vonnie's tips, really I reckon. Vonnie's tips for the round. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Mrs. Cowell is a keeper. Uh, that's coming Damn, through as well. Thanks, so, Vonnie. Uh, well Love done. You. So there you go. Uh, and Vonnie can do this this afternoon too. Enjoy the great outdoors with all the comforts of home. With Dometic, always stay relaxed and hydrated wherever your adventure takes you with Dometic's rugged drinkware. West Tigers taking on the Sharks at Brown Park, Rockhampton. That's on 2 p.m. Uh, we will have the lead up to the game at 3 p.m. after crunch time. Spud Carroll, Timmy Manor and myself will be calling all the action. So looking forward to that as uh, the Finchie celebrations continue this afternoon, Finchman. Um, no, not really. On the couch, uh, <laughs> watching the footy, might have been very quiet. Yeah. Don't you have to bounce back? What's your theory on the hangover? Do you bounce back with one, Shugs? What's well, not your so, theory? Not so much hangover, just a little flat. A bit dusty. Yeah, a little, little tired. Maybe yeah. get a nap in this afternoon. Are you a chance for that? Do you know, Probably do you know not, what that's no. called? That's called Welcome to Your 40s. Welcome to Your 40s, son. Brooksy, well done. Another great show. Alex, we're sticking on, aren't we? We're Stick playing on, on brother. Sure. We're playing on. Spud Carroll ready to fire up. So too, Timmy Manor. But this is a big, big game coming up. It's the Sharks. It's the Tigers. Many players have played for both clubs. So rattle them off. Who have we got? Keith Galloway. We've got Chrissy Hint and the list Bo goes Ryan. on. Bo Ryan. It all goes on. So anyway, stay with us right here. <laughs> Go, you Crunch Sharkies. time is done. It is NRL Nation coming up right after this.
It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.